Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first in-person recording of the Washed Athlete Podcast. But instead of a regular podcast episode, we are here today to talk about Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel probably ended about like one or two weeks ago, one week, two? About, I want to say about a week ago or something like that. But anyway, we wanted to talk about it. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder kind of overshadowed the ending, I think, a little bit. It kind of felt like after Thor Love and Thunder, I was like, oh yeah, Miss Marvel also happened. So I'm excited to talk about it. I think... Miss Marvel's a very interesting TV show. I think it started off really hot, maybe had a little bit of a down point. So we're just gonna get right into it, Jacob. Like first impressions, like what did you think about Miss Marvel? Um, Miss Marvel from the beginning, I thought it had like it was on pace to be probably one of my favorite uh, MCU TV shows. Um, I really liked the. Uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of like Spider Man, like in the Tom Holland aspects of like the like chi- like more of a childish vibe. It was like a good change of pace from like the typical MCU shows, and it's like introducing a new character. I thought they did it in a fairly good way. Um, there weren't any like I would say there like as looking back at it, there weren't necessarily many supporting characters that I was like, oh I really? Love. Like there were. Oh, any, I love the supporting characters, but there wasn't one that like I like loved. I would say okay. that they all did like a fairly good job, but like it was like more of like a solid, not spectacular okay. performance from like all of the supporting cast. Um, I thought that the quote unquote villain in the um, in the show was kind of very tame. I just yeah, you don't really know who the villain is. Yeah, I thought it was like bad spoilers, of course, for uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, um, it will be in the title in the description, so of course. Um, but I thought the villain wasn't very good. Um, I thought that the final two episodes, the third, the second last episode, I felt was very rushed. Um, and when we were, I was watching it, um, I remember Raj said in our group chat saying, I can't believe, like, like there's no way this is, like, the last episode. Yeah. And I, like, kind of gave off vibes of being the last episode. Um, and then it wasn't, thankfully, because um, I thought that would have just been a horrible finale. And then the last episode was, like, I mean, it was, it was better than the second to last one, but I still think that given um, the pace and, like, how uh, well the show had been doing um, up until that point, it was still um, somewhat disappointing, but yeah, you know, the very ending, um, I think it set up the MCU in a, a way that I'm very excited for. Yeah, I have similar thoughts. I think like it started off really well. I think episodes one, two, and three, when they're still in Jersey City, it are super good, super like lighthearted. You got like what you said, like Tom Holland Spider Man vibe, like high school kind of stuff. And then it's sad because when you go to Karachi, you kind of were like, this might have been too much, and that's kind of where. My issues lie with the show, but I mean, I think the supporting characters are great. Like, I love Naki, Bruno, um, I like the Sikh, um, he's awesome, I love both of her parents, um, I like Kamran, so like, I feel like I'm rooting for a bunch of characters, and like, Naki, um, is it Naki, Nakia? I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> I can't, um, I don't remember. Kamala Khan calls her Nox, yeah. um, I think it might be Nakia. Um, but when she wins... Like to get onto the board for the mosque, I'm like, hell yeah! Like, oh, okay. like you go, okay, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, when yeah. Bruno gets early immersion into Caltech, I'm like, Bruno, like, what's up, dog? Like, we got this. So, um, I'm always rooting for the characters. Um, and I love the see because he's like, when damage control comes up, he's like, you're not allowed to search these premises, or they like whip out their IDs last minute because he's like playing the game because he's like protecting it. So, like, I love all like the kind of side characters in the show. I think actually the main character might be a little bit like. I like her, but, like, sometimes she's a little bit weird and annoying, but it's also, like, part of the high school vibe. I felt like she was, like, perfect for the role. Like, even watching, like, some interviews, like, that she would be in, I felt like that character, like, I thought that was just, like, her personality. Like, yeah. Um, 
I felt like that there wasn't anything that like she was like being like um, I don't think she was like trying to play up a role or play down a lot. No, that was just like her being like you know. Oh, she's very solid. Yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. like I thought she, I enjoyed um, her being. Um, uh, I thought Amon Bulani did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, but she's um, always like geeking about the little things, which is cool because she's like sixteen years old. So it's like exactly she goes to Avenger Con and like exactly it's like we can relate to like. Um, her in a way because we also I mean we're doing a podcast episode about this Marvel so like obviously we're somewhat like you know nerds yeah. about Marvel and stuff like that she also she might not be a nerd like she's specifically a nerd about but, um, Captain Marvel but she's still like an overall like well, in episode one she's making like that whole thing like that whole YouTube video that ends up like showing up she has like two views on it and yeah. it's like it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, we were gonna lose, and then Captain Marvel like blasted through Thanos' ship, and like, then she punched Thanos in the face and won, and it's actually funny, because like, Thanos ended up like, clocking this Marvel. Not this Marvel, she ended up clocking Captain Marvel in uh, Endgame. Great scene, by the way, just, I was rooting for that nice Power Stone hit on, uh, <laughs> on Captain Marvel, I'm not gonna lie, but, um, and she has like a little, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, love story underneath the video she just posted. I think it's just funny because like they show kind of like the high school like little stuff where it's like she has like two views on one video and like one of the comments is like Bruno, her best friend, being like, "This is such a great video," and it's like that's exactly how like podcasts and like YouTube videos work when you're like in high school and like you're starting off. Like your friends are the only people watching and commenting. I was like, "That's funny, you got two views on something, and your friend's the only one who commented." I was like, "That that's relatable." Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, I loved all of that, what that had to offer. Um, so I guess now we'll just kind of get into a little bit more specifics. And I guess I, we want to start off with, I don't do we want to talk about the ending? Right? Do we just want to talk about the ending right off for you? All right, we'll talk about the ending because when they say that she has a like mutation yeah. in her genes, you're just like, nope. no way. Like I was so excited because I, uh, uh, I remember Andres was talking. Men Days of Future Past, so I, I went back and I watched that. I did it, well, yeah. It was pretty good, you know, I liked it. And then my friend Will, um, he was today. Shout out Will, it's the second podcast of the in a row, we shout out Will. Exactly, shout out Will. Um, hopefully he'll be on the podcast soon. Um, he was telling me that his one of his favorite ones is um, X-Men First Class, so I went and I watched that, and I thought that was also really good. So yeah. I'm kind of like on an X-Men, like, um, like, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying the X-Men movies. I kind of want to keep on watching them. And um, I also like Patrick Stewart because I've watched um, Star Trek Next Generation. He was like, uh, if you play John Luke Picard, you did a fantastic job. And I mean, it's, uh, Star Trek's like, I would say it's like a very, it's a long show. Like yeah. It's a long, long episode of Dex. I don't even remember why I started watching it, but I just watched it. Um, but I did really enjoy it. So it's cool to see, like, you know, in, um, Multiverse Madness, uh, Patrick Stewart popping up and being, uh, you know, Professor X. They're talking about mutations. They're talking about having um, Deadpool, Deadpool 3 being officially canon to the MCU. All these things are starting to combine yeah. into having, uh, you know, X-Men mutants in the MCU. So that word choice was attached. I was like, no way. Because aside from that, I thought the final episode was like, you know, it was kind of like breaking together all of like the Development yeah. soft from characters, but it was not, it was like such a like I guess solid, nothing like well like something like spectacular way to do it. So when um I don't know if I'm just like I just like watching this stuff to see how this like overall plot 
mind progresses, but like when I finally heard, okay, this is like a big thing that's going to be happening, I got really excited. For it. Yeah, we've been talking about like the word choice, and it's like you don't you don't need to be like an X Men nerd just to know when they say the word like mutation, you're like like you know it's a big deal, like you know how much that means to like other Marvel projects, specifically like the X Men, like, and you can see kind of how damage control is already like concerned about this like enhanced individual and whatnot and you're like you can see where this is setting up where like the world is going to be against people with mutations and where like you're going to be against people like Deadpool and probably like John Krasinski's uh Mr. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic yeah I really not well versus oh, X-Men I, I watched, Fantastic Four or whatever yeah yeah I watched um I also heard Fantastic Four uh, 2015 or 2016 one year but I heard that one was awful and I um did you like to go back and watch it? Oh, 100%. I love watching, like, very bad movies just to see, like, how bad they are. Yeah. Like, uh, there's one movie called Money Plane that is really, really bad. Um, but it was more of, like, a so bad that, like, it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I watched the X-Men movie, and it was just, like, so incredibly fast-paced. And by the end, like, they killed off, like, the mentor, and basically we're in, like, the third act where they kill off the villain. Like, basically, you know, in 15 minutes of each other. I'm just like, there's no way this was yeah. the whole movie. And they have a great cast, too. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I was like, yeah, this movie is bad. I mean, Will was saying that was, like, his least favorite movie. He thought it was the worst. Andres was saying it was, like, the worst movie. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. And I was like, there's no way it's that bad. Yeah. It, it, in fact, like, it's not even, like, a funny bad. It's just a bad yeah, like, trash. trash. Yeah, yeah, trash. So, uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully they'll uh, bring Reed Richards in. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I love John Krasinski from The Office, so hopefully they'll, uh, you know, he'll do a good job. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to come, they're, they're come back. Like, there's no way they just put these characters in for, like, five minutes of screen time in Multiverse of Madness. I know people were upset about that, but, like, they'll, they'll come back. Um, and also, like, one of the post-credit, mid-credit scenes is, like, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel literally, like, swapping places. Right. Um, which is just, like, nuts because now like the excitement for like the marvels which is a movie or show coming out is way higher and i'm like wait how does captain marvel and miss marvel fit and fit in together right and it's like i think miss marvel is kind of a movie that i don't hate as much as a lot of other people hate but still like did not live up to the hype you want it to be and now suddenly it's like secret invasion like i think miss marvel which was well received by fans like now i'm kind of getting more excited for captain marvel to um, the Marvels or whatnot. I'm like, this could build some positive momentum to where you could see, like, having the sequel of, like, for Captain Marvel 2 just being a little bit better, and I think that's going to trend in the right direction, because, like, when you think of movies that need to have sequels that are, like, good, you're thinking, like, Eternals is, like, needs, needs to have a good sequel, because a lot of fans didn't like it. Captain Marvel needs to have a good sequel. Um, I even think, in a sense, that this Captain America movie coming up needs to have a good sequel, because I don't think Falcon Winter Soldier was as well-received. Well, I think it needs to have a good sequel because the other three can absolutely make Yeah. Like, they just need to, like, continue to do Captain America right in the movie. Um, so, now I'm like, the sequel has a lot more riding on it, and it can it could really be a banger because of this reason. And I'm sure there's going to be a Miss Marvel season two. I think a lot of these shows have season, like, what if it's already have a season two confirmed? Um, Loki, I think, has a season two confirmed. Um, not sure. I don't think Falcon and Winter Soldier will, yeah. right? Because Captain Thor... Yeah, I would assume so. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the other ones would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I saw that, like, you, I haven't seen this Marvel. I mean, Captain Marvel, rather. 
that's the only um, Marvel film, uh, MCU movie I haven't seen. Um, I just never got around to seeing it in theaters. I remember watching Infinity War, seeing like the uh, symbol for Captain Marvel, yeah. and then obviously I didn't know who it was. You're like, what was that? I went on my phone, looked it up, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's Captain Marvel, and I like claimed to be an expert about. Yeah, <laughs> but then the next 15 minutes. I know exactly how we're going to do this. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I never wound up seeing it, but um, I did hear that it was, like, not very, like, not a lot of people liked it. Um, but I, but you hear about Captain Marvel is she's just off-world doing a bunch of random stuff. Um, and but now she's on-world. Now she's in Jersey City. Exactly. So it's like, okay, like, I'm kind of, like, because now I'm curious about, okay, what has her experience been like, but you're also probably going to be seeing that somewhat through mm. Kamala because she's now going to, like, assuming they spot places, I, like, exactly, she's going to be, you know, yeah. off-world. But also, like, looking at, like, the Thor movie, like, they just, like, Love and Thunder that just came out, Guardians movies, I don't get what off-world really means. Because, no. like, they went to eternity. Like, what yeah. in the world does off-world mean? <laughs> no, I think right. that's pretty off-world. No, the definition of off-world and completely changed. It used to be like everyone was on Earth and now it's like the Guardians are someplace, Thor is someplace. Well Thor's in Norway, I guess now so wherever that wherever new Asgard is. But like yeah. he's not always on the planet. He, yeah, he was in eternity. Um the Guardians are always someplace. Captain Marvel someplace. Nick Fury still is probably floating around in space somewhere. Yeah. On his big entire like ship. So like you got the scrolls and stuff too, so yeah, you're right. Like what is off world anymore? I really don't know. Um, um, but I mean like literally just like and I love how um, Twenty words, um, and like plays on words to, like green planets, like omnipotence. Yeah, I didn't know it was like yeah. I didn't at like, first. Apparently, I was just thinking it was omnipotency, mm-hmm. but then I think I, it was probably like Peter. It was totally say. Peter. Yeah. Totally Peter. It was totally Peter. Yeah, he was the one who was saying it's omnipotent city, and I was like, oh okay, that's a funny um, you know, yeah. play on words because um, it's a bunch of like gods that are living there. Um, but like, it's just I'm really curious, like. Because you think that like they've gone to literally a place called nowhere, they've gone to a place, they've gone to uh, eternity, devil's, they've, a, devil's anus, they've gone to devil's anus, they've gone to literally like Loki has literally traveled to like what the center of the universe. Yeah. So like I don't see where else Miss Marvel could like be going. Yeah, and Doctor Strange, I mean, multiverse of madness, very literally different multiverses. Exactly. So it's like it's completely flipped upside down. So I think almost the ending was like opened up so many cans of worms that I don't really feel like it developed enough during the show. Like they kind of said, they, they t- teased a little bit about like, the mutant thing. I did one of the earlier episodes, Bruno's like, oh, you get your power from yourself, not from the bangle. The bangle's kind of just harnessing it, kind of like how a wizard's wand channels the magic um, in like, Harry Potter. And then he also like says later that like it's genetic. So like, they kind of tease that it's a mutation, but almost like just hearing the word mutant, I didn't feel like they quite deserved that. And then also, like, to have Captain Marvel show up, it was just like, holy crap, like, I didn't even think this was going to happen. So, like, for a show that, like, felt pretty, like, self-contained, like, all of a sudden, just had the last couple scenes, I was like, damn, like, we're, we're really out here, like, connecting this Marvel with a lot of things. So, I think, the, like, the last couple minutes, just with the, uh, the mutants and with Captain Marvel showing up, I think really, like, I mean, Raj texted it when he finished watching it, probably, like, 4 a.m. He was, yeah, he was, he was like, oh, this changes everything changed a lot and i was like it really does like it takes the captain marvel plot and really connects it now where we didn't know how it was going to be connected before and now we're like you're potentially talking about like x-men yeah showing up and kamala has never been an x-men i don't think in any like 
universe before. So it's like, are, is she going to be the star of that? Because that's a really interesting, fresh take on like X Men and Mutant, which I'm like very excited for. Well, I want to say she's even like a newer character, like in Marvel in general. Yeah, like, like I'm, I want to say that her like the comics for um, like I'm con are like just newer. Yeah, like, within the last like definitely within the last twenty years, I want to say. But like, for sure. um, so I am curious to see like what they're going to be doing with her. But I feel like um, the like I have no idea where the MCU is going in, in terms of like direction, like who's like the big bad. Because at first you like you watch Loki, you think it's going to be um, Kang the Conqueror. You're like, okay, it's got to be that. It's got to be Kang. <laughs> but then you're like, okay, I've watched Thor: Love and Thunder. How is Hercules going to be like? You know, like what, what's he doing in there? You get to watch Doctor Strange. Some but some like random um, woman just pops up and like takes him to another place. Yeah, that's Dormammu's uh, niece or something. Yeah. Dormammu's niece. Yeah, cool. No idea who that is. Uh, I mean, Dorm- I know Dormammu is, but never heard of Dormammu's niece. <laughs> um, I mean, you just have uh, so many different um, like just avenues and like just different um, areas that like they can expand upon. And like especially with Loki, I would say because you watch like the timeline get broken yeah. up so much. And I'm assuming what Doctor Strange, like, like I don't know. I just think that, um, I hope that Mar- like, I'm assuming, you know, you just got to trust in Kevin Feige. But I, I, really- I, I have a lot of trust. I think if they can link these things, like, people are kind of, I think Phase 4 is getting a lot of crap for, like, being, like, not being the best. Like, the moves are kind of, like, rushed, and they're trying to be, like, there's no, there's always, like, gigantic stakes and never, like, small stake movies. And I'm like, but they connect these movies into like a banger film where there's like a good solid crossover I'm like that's really like that will be really good i mean no way home people love no way like i feel like people forgot that no way home is a lot of people like in their in their top five top six yeah and it happened in phase four they're like oh phase four six. So like we got a top like six movie already in phase four so like i don't really know where like all the hate is there because i'm like it's like i feel like a lot of this is kind of reminding like thinking back to like phase four Mm-hmm. Like the OG like movies, like um, I would say Thor wasn't that good. I'm not that big a fan of Iron Man. No, I think Thor. I think I have Thor is like one of my like. I think I have Thor and Thor: The Dark World is like some of my like, two least favorite movies. It's like you're not. I don't think Thor is that good. It's not. I don't think it's that good. Um, and Incredible Hulk's very low on a lot of people's list. Yeah. Even like Iron Man Two is really low. Iron Man, Iron Man like, Two sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm the big, bigger defender of Iron Man Two, but it's still not a great movie. So it's like you've got Iron Man Two, Incredible Hulk. Thor and Thor, there. Those are all phase one projects. Like, you got some pretty ass phase one products right. over here. So I don't really, and I'm, I would not call Thor Love and Thunder ass. I would not call Multiverse of Madness ass. Right. Um, Disappointing, but not, yeah, definitely not ass. No, not ass. Um, I think some of the TV shows have been, like, disappointing and not, maybe that classified as ass, but, like, I have a different standard for movies than I do for TV shows. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I find the TV shows to kind of be like, we're setting things up for a bigger movie. And one division was setting up for a bigger movie in Multiverse of, Mad- uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, I expect Falcon Winter Soldier to be setting up for Captain America 4. Um, Loki is setting up for some Ken Conqueror, maybe season two of Loki, maybe some bigger movie. I don't know yet, but like, I expect that's a setup for it. So like, I'm not holding the movies, as, I mean, the TV shows as high of standard. So I think that will be really interesting to see how it all ties together. I mean, that's kind of what we've been talking a lot on the podcast. And I feel like what Marvel fans have been talking about general is like how is this going to connect can we pull it all together because people are concerned if we're being honest but circling back i think miss marvel i really enjoyed it but i think when you go when you go to karachi 
you start opening too many dice worms because you've got damage control is after Kamala. You've got the clandestines who are trying to get back home. They've talked about the Nor, they've talked about the Jin. You have the Red Daggers who are there. You have Aisha and her passing. Like, for some reason, all the aunties back home like are sussed out by Aisha. Um, and you've got like, one other group, I just don't remember um, who they are, but you've got all these people like LinkedIn trying to like make things. You're like, who? Who's the real villain here? Like, I guess damage control is the real villain, but like, yeah. But it's a weak. The clandestines are like trying to kill, like, kill people and like get to Kamala for a good chunk of the movie. Right. So like, I guess damage control is the villain, but the clandestines are kind of the villain, and then it just gets a little bit confusing. Like, I'm not even now. I'm not really sure what happened. Like, the lead clandestine who is Kamran's mom, um, she like pretty much melted. Trying to get into like the veil or something, and then through the veil, and then like she went inside of Kamran. Yeah, then, or her powers went to Kamran, and then like, or she went inside Kamran, and like, I'm still not really sure how all that works together. Now I think that could be a thing with secret invasion, right? Like clandestines are involved in like secret invasion. I can totally see that because they have the throwaway line, the red daggers, where they're like, oh, the clandestines move in the shadows. So I'm not sure if like they're gonna try to invade or something. And, like it's just like I didn't even look anything up about that. It's just like what I'm thinking about, but like. um there was a lot of moving parts, and then with damage control, I was like, as much as I like, it's trying to set up the whole X Men mutants thing. I'm kind of like, this one chick, her last name's Deeper. Um, like, why does she hate enhanced individuals so much? I was like, she is really pissed off right. for having never like seemingly been affected by enhanced individuals, and maybe she'll have a backstory that is revealed over time. But like, we don't know any like mutants so far. So like, I don't really know like how she would have been affected by it. So. I just think like the villains are kind of an issue with the show. It's kind of like I just feel like there's a lot going on. There wasn't like one direction. It was damage control, clandestines, finding out about your past and Aisha. And it's like they need to take those three things and make them two things, and that's kind of where it's let down. But I really, really enjoyed the first three episodes. I thought episode four was still solid. I mean, that ends when um I I don't know who what her first name is um but Kamran's mom like stabs the bracelet, and then you see like the parts that shit happening. Um, and I think what this mo- what this TV show should get a lot of credit for is I think they do a really good cultural job of, like, exploring, like, the Pakistani culture and, like, what's going on because I thought that was super cool. I don't know about you, but, like, I like seeing Pakistan. I like seeing the family dynamics. I like seeing, like, the stuff with, like, the mosque and whatnot. I was like, that's a really interesting, like, fresh take that Marvel really, like, does not have in the past. No, I agree. I think that um, a lot of times you have, like, just the typical, like, um, like American culture and um, taking like going and, um, and I, th- I think from a representation aspect, it's always good to see like somebody that looks like you and like is the same like race as you, so same like sexual orientation, like whatever core cultural identifier like on screen and like you know being like you know doing yeah. good. So I think it did a good job. Like, um, at the end of the day, I'm not like a part of that. Um, I'm not a part of that culture, so I have to plead, plead ignorance in terms of like how culturally accurate it is yeah but i think that um i think it's a good step in the right direction for marvel to be trying to um uh like have enough uh cultural representation not as a way to just like check the box but i think that they are trying to do like like a good job of like having a good like tv show or like good movie that um you know just happens to be part of like a different culture yeah i think it's like i think that's totally necessary no because Um, like 
superheroes can be all races, like genders, like um, sexualities and whatnot. So it's like if you just have white like superheroes, that's not really like a good representation at all. That's like you actively choosing to make that decision. Like they say in the in one of the first episodes, um, Kamala's like, oh yeah, like no brown girl from Jersey City is going to be a superhero. And then Bruno's kind of like, why not? Yeah. Like, you're Kamala Khan. Like, that's, like, a big, like, message. Like, anyone can be a superhero. Anyone can, like, do big things. It doesn't matter, like, what race you are. Exactly. And I think that's something that needs to be, um, like, hammered down more at that point. Like, it doesn't matter, like, at the end of the day, like, I guess where you come from, like, your background. Um, if you put your mind to it, that you can do it. Um, I don't think that there should be anybody or any, like, anyone, any group telling you that you can't do something. Um, like, I think you should go chase, like, you know, chase your dreams. Um, and I think that Kamala did that exactly um, throughout the show. I think, like, she had different people, like, that were trying to hinder her from doing that, even one being her mom. Yeah. Her mom was very... For a good part of it, but she comes around, which is, I think, her, like, her mother's arc is actually really cool to see on screen. No. I think for both parents and for children and just in general, just watching the show, it's a good arc to see. No, because one thing I picked up from the first episode was that her mom was letting her uh, son do practically anything yeah. that he would want, and Kamala wouldn't be allowed to do anything. Amir, and, Amir literally got married with like $738 in his bank account. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't personally do that, but I mean, it's his choice, yeah. so fair enough, maybe, but like, at the end of the day, like, Kamala couldn't even go to a, um, an event, like, to a venture. Because <laughs> she was going to a party in tight clothing. Yeah, I think it's absolutely, I mean, from that, from the very first episode, I was very vocal that I wasn't a big fan of her mom because she was not letting her, um, like, because she was being so strict on yeah. um, Kamala versus um, her brother. And at the end of the day, it's not like that's her brother's fault or anything. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of the situation. That's how it, like, that's, like, you know, that is how the show was written. Yeah. Um, so, but I didn't like that. I thought it was, like, fairly sexist. Um, and, like, I guess whether it's culturally accurate or I still thought that at the end of the day, it's still wrong yeah. um, for that to be the case. But as you were saying, as like the show continues to go on and Kamala goes through like you know different trials, tribulations, she gets in like dangerous situations. She saves like person from like somehow gets super high up like on the tower. <laughs> like he's, what? he's taking a selfie out of like the top and he just like he grabs onto the curtain. Like what is that kid doing anyways? But so, like he's so annoying. Like. My favorite, one of my favorite throwaway lines from the show is he's like, uh, Kamala is like, um, like, oh, what's your like favorite food to try to distract him? And he's like, ice cream pizza. And the people on the floor are like, ice cream pizza? I'm like, what? Like, yeah. what's that? She's like, would you eat that at a bowl or at, like, on a plate? It, like, no, I mean, I, I could imagine being like, don't, don't be that kid. Don't be the kid that, you know, tries to take a selfie, um, you know, from a very high place that you have the potential to fall and seriously eat yourself. Don't do that, that kids. Do not do that. Um, we do not spot, like, you know, we are not fans of that at the Watch Athlete Podcast. Nah. Um, but as she continues to go on and, like, you know, pr prove that she can do, um, like, you know, fantastic things, her mom, um, I guess as she, like, you know, starts, like, eventually she does realize, okay, Kamala's Miss Marvel. Um, like, she realizes, okay, you know, I was wrong. My daughter can, in fact, do all these fantastic yeah. things. Um, and I get, like, you know, as a parent that you want to be protective and you want your, um, you know, your child to do, you know, or you want your child to succeed in all um, areas. Um, I still think that, uh, but, um, 
you know, I say this, this with good reason. Yeah. You should, I mean, at the end of the day, the child's going to have to live their life to an extent, uh, make their own, like, you know, mistakes, you know, uh, succeed in their own ways and stuff like that. But I did like how at the end, her mom, like, became, like, you know, less overbearing and let Kamala, you know, do what she wants, um, you know, do what she wants to do and do what she's, like, you know, good at. Um, so, and you can see that shift, which is really cool because, like, kind of at the end of uh, episode three on your wedding, um, she comes back home, she pulled the fire alarm, her mom's, like, pretty mad at her. They have a silent flight over to Pakistan, and you can see at the end of episode four, Miss um, Marvel's mom, they sit down and they have a toffee, and they're, like, laughing, and you can see they're getting along here, like, because what's happening is um, they use Sana, which is the grandma, as a way to be, like, Look what you did with your relationship to your, your own mom. Do you want your daughter to feel that way about you? They really they really use those like those three generations of females to like explore that relationship, which is just super cool. And you see by episode six, they're literally in the street, like, yeah, like get him. Like obviously they're concerned as parents, but um I really enjoy that dynamic. I think um the father of it, like he like that's not his name, but um he I liked him a lot, like just even like small things, like he shows up in the Hulk outfit and he's like got his face all painted and whatnot. I was like, okay, like supportive dad, I like it. Mm -hmm. And they have Bruno build like the Zuzu automated home device and he's like, he's getting mad at it. He's like, oh, this thing doesn't work. I need Bruno back here to like fix it or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Bruno, like, not that he, like, he doesn't have the arrogance of Tony Stark, but like, I feel like you can see some molding of like a, a kind of a genius who's going to be like, Oh yeah, but, I mean he's, he's reading, really smart. <laughs> he literally, he literally go, like those. Oh, I think I read a Dr. Eric Selvig uh, paper on that. You're just like, what? You're in high school. Like, why are you reading an Eric Selvig paper on that? Um, he's got all these like weird bio scanners. So I really like where he's going. I'm like, we have another genius kind of coming into the MCU um, who's likable. So, and that's another avenue that they like the Marvel can explore. Yeah, I don't know what how they would explore it because he was like for the most part a side character that, I mean, he was a side character that, you know, for the most part had his name, um, you know, screwed up by Conron. Um, so, so funny. I, I, it's a, like, it's one of those things that like happens all the time and you think you get sick of it. Like in Thor, Love and Thunder, spoilers a little bit, they have the screaming jokes a lot. Oh, and <laughs> it's funny, but I, I kind of got, old. I was done with the joke after a while. I never got old of like the Conron uh, calling him Brian because I was like, it was so subtle and so quick. They didn't take my attention from anything. I was just like, he still doesn't know. He still doesn't get it. And I mean, on top of that, it uh, played in the dynamic where, um, I mean, uh, what's, uh, Bruno, Bruno clearly, like, you know, he clearly likes Conrad. No, this is what I was going to say, right? I think this love interesting was played out so well because you give that relationship room to run because typically it's like, okay, we're going to start off like Bruno clearly got a crush on, um, Kamala. And then, um, Conrad's gonna come in. Yeah, Conrad's gonna come away. And then, but then Bruno's gonna get, like, get it back by the end of the episode. It's like, no, like, you had this relationship you could run with for a long period of time. Yeah. And I think when they, like, eventually, I'm sure it never really like, get together, Yeah, it's gonna be, like, that much more, like, of a payoff, which I'm excited about because I think the very easy thing to do is, like, our characters start off not in love, then there's someone else comes into the fold, someone gets jealous, and then our two main characters get back together and they live happily ever after. And it's like, we have all of season two now, or like other shows to like see that relationship play out. Well, I'd even say that like Kamala didn't even like express any interest. In yeah, Bruno. like not even a little. Like they were completely and totally like you know they had like they were very close because they like, you know they were good friends. They were both like you know um, somewhat nerdy. 
um, you know, and like neither of them were particularly popular. Um, so like, you know, they talked like, to each other, they were really good friends. And then, you know, Kamran comes around, you know, yeah, Kamran's like, wow, you know, he's hot. But I got a thing too, we're talking about culture. I wonder if there'll be a thing in like season two where you see like a culture of like, maybe she's expected to marry someone who's also brown. I would, and like that, uh, that could be a route that they take as a, um, and that may not be a route they take, but. Well, like, you, have, you have to take into consideration. She's not there anymore. Who? Oh. Pablo's not there. Oh, she's not there. Yeah, she's not there. So but as if far she comes as back, like, she, yeah, that's saying she comes back. So, yeah, uh, they've been dealing with a lot about like the society pressures and like they have the whole like gossiping, gossiping aunties and stuff. Like, I wonder if that would be a situation where they like kind of play into that a little bit more, using that culture as a way to be like, oh, this is why Kamala is not interested. actually not necessarily because um, I mean, if they're still if they're not gonna like have like another double standard. Um, Kamala's brother did get her a black one. No, I agree, but there is a double standard. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, so you have to take, like, hopefully, I mean. Also, I love Taisha's character, um, who I'm out here. Um, I recently have rewatched some of the episodes, so I feel like I have a better take on a couple of things. So kind of just walking through, like, episode one's a really fun start because you're getting a complete fresh take on, like, this new universe. You've got, like, funny side characters. Like, you got high school vibes, like, I mean, they have a scene, I think it might be in episode two, but they show up to the high school party and um, show up to the high school party and like um, someone tries to hand him a red solo cup and um, Kamala's like, oh, is there like uh, any, is, it, is that alcohol? And the guy goes like, no, there's not any alcohol. She drinks it. She like coughs whatever. And she then the guy who gave it to her is like, oh yeah, with like orange juice with vodka, whatever. Um, and then there's like, Kamala's like, oh my, like she asks if she's drunk. And I think there's just like these funny scenes in there that really like show that you're in high school. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, you feel like Kamran's jumping off the top of a building into the pool and just like really goofy high school stuff. It just makes you feel like you're a part of something new. Like again, that Spider-Man vibe. And even in episode three, you started to get introduced to everyone, but you're excited because like this bangle is really a mystery. They use it as like a mysterious object. Like, when you, in Doctor Strange Multiverse Man, like, the Darkhold's not really a mysterious object. You kind of know what it's about. It has a lot of bad spells that could do harm, but you don't know about the Bangle. You don't know where its powers from. So when they start exploring that kind of a lot in Episode 3, you're really interested to learn more. I think the problem is they kind of overstep themselves and they go to Pakistan and you have the Red Dagger show up, but overall, like, those first three episodes, like, you build up intrigue about the Bangle, and then you're able to keep moving on forward. So are you ready to come back in? All right. Um, so I think they use like the Bengals good mystery device and then they overextended themselves in episode four, five and six a little bit. And I mean, we're gonna talk about episode five for a little bit. Episode five, they had a ton of backstory and I'm a sucker for flashbacks, but man, that first, I think half of that episode maybe three quarters was all done in the past, which is very like aggravating to me. I mean, it, um, the pace of it was very rushed because they, they had to fit a lot of backstory into a very small period of time. But on top of that, um, I mean, literally, um, everybody was running around. So mm -hmm. I feel like that even played into the rush aspect of it. <laughs> um, I feel like this, uh, like, you know, the show could have benefited from having, like, maybe an extra episode or two. Um, oh, for Just sure. a place, like, you know, just so you can, like, delve deeper into, like, okay, why, it, like, you know, why is what's happening? Um, you know, in the back, like in the flashback happening, 
Um, you know, how is that impacting the family? Um, you know, how are like what, what's going on with the clandestines? Um, and then possibly to also build up the uh, what damage control as an actual villain. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, that's they're, they're, they're yeah. clearly coming back. Yeah. Like, this is. Like, that's definitely not an Avengers-level threat, I'll tell you that. No, it's not, but they're going to be annoying for a lot of groups. I think if they start having, like, X-Men and Mutant show up, like, they're going to be a huge part of that. Well, I got a question. Who was the, what was the group in uh, WandaVision? That was S.W.O.R.D. That was S.W.O.R.D. Okay. Yeah. So what, so what's, uh, so what's the difference? What is S.W.O.R.D.? S.W.O.R.D.'s about, like, I think, like, intergalactic threats, maybe, or, like, Special, specialized weapons, something like they're a little bit more niche because it was created by um, Rambo's mom. Okay. And Rambo's mom obviously was part of Captain Marvel, like going to space and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's a little bit more like, I guess, space related, even though one does not from space. Uh, it's a little bit confusing. I don't really know why damage control was there because there wasn't much damage to control, you know? Like they started, they started hunting Kamala after she broke off Ant-Man's head and caused the hangar to swim down. Like, there wasn't really much damage to be controlled, so it was a little bit weird. Very much so overreacting. Yeah. Does that mean that uh, Pokemon Schultz, uh, what, Sword and Shield is, is canon. canon to the MCU? Yeah. And Fernick would wipe all of his vendors. He would. Yeah. Fernick would absolutely sweep. Um, as well as Miguel from Cobra Kai. Miguel would, not, Miguel would not sweep. All Valley champion Miguel? Come on. <laughs> He's not sweeping anything. Um, so yeah, episode five, I think the pacing there was just really like tough kind of, um, but I did really enjoy the finale. I think they started off with like, as we were just talking about, they started off with like fun high school stuff and they ended in the high school gym doing this ridiculous escape plan to get out of the gym. They're throwing tennis balls at like the guards. Like, well, that's a little bit unbelievable because it's like, come on guys, like this is like, these are like trained agents and you're throwing softballs at them and like doing smoke. I was like, it was really fun. It was fun to see Amir like get in there and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like get through this high school with you guys." Um, and then I like how it all brought the family together, though. Like, yeah, that was I think that was one of my favorite things about the finale because like throughout the entire show, you have like different family aspects, like Kamala probably like you know being frustrated with different family members and stuff like that. Um, she's trapped, like you know, literally going back into the past, so there's not really like um, you know, there's not really anything. Uh, necessarily together, but, like, at the end, you have everybody, like, you know, working together as a team, you have Kamala, like, you know, getting the payoff, like, yeah, she can do this, you have, um, uh, who became the, um, leader of the mosque? I think the same guy was still the leader, right? The, um, what was, what did Kamala's friend run for? Oh, she did on the executive board. Okay, but yeah, like, you have that payoff, too. I think the aspects of it were um, done well, but I still think, like, parts of it were I think I don't know if Marvel's like constricting themselves to like a six episode like you know series consistently, but like I feel like they really could have been. Uh, I almost wonder if they're like marketing gurus, people who do the stats on this stuff. Is like no, this runtime like keeps the most people invested, which might be true. But I'm like I think they might be sacrificing storytelling a little bit. I really do think if they had spent one extra episode before like episode three. Yeah. Uh, between episode three and four, I feel like it was an inflection point. Like, they could have spent half of an each, like said, take an extra episode and spend half of that episode back at um, Jersey City and half of it in Pakistan just to really, like, flesh out your story a little bit more um, both ways. So, 
I think overall, it's kind of like what I've got about Miss um, Marvel. Like, where do you see it in like your ranking of Marvel shows, MCU shows so far? Um, this is either going to be two or three. Loki mm-hmm. is easily one. Um, I would say that Cap. No, Loki was fantastic. Cap. I love Loki. Um, I think that um, if this might have been, this really might have been one of the endings bad. Um, you think the ending was bad? Like, just like the last two episodes, like, comparatively, I thought. Oh, okay, I wouldn't call the last the bad, though. I would say it was just, like, a little bit let down at the beginning. Like, compare, like, I really liked it at first, so comparatively bad, but, um, I would say this is why there'd be two or three behind, probably, um, Falcon Winter Soldier for me. Um, I know you don't like Falcon We, we have very different opinions about MCU TV shows. Um. But I think that, I mean, I would probably have to put, I, like, I would say I'd probably have to put it ahead of Falcon Soldier, um, and then put that at three, one, Division four. Um, ooh, I forgot about what if. I don't, I wouldn't really, I'm not counting what if for, the, for these rankings, just for the sake, like, just to make things easier. What if a very hard show to rank, because there's literally, like, the consequences are really low. I mean, they do have, like, the plots there, but, like, they haven't connected to anything yet, so. Exactly. Um, and then I would say Moon Knight, I just wasn't a big fan of it. Going back to when I was younger, uh, I preferred Greek mythology to Egyptian mythology, anyways. Uh, I loved the Percy Jackson series, and then when, um, what, the Cave Chronicles? That yeah. Was, yeah, couldn't get into the Cave Chronicles. <laughs> Tried reading it, like, you know, I got pretty far into the book I would want. It's like the first book I want to say, but I still couldn't, like, get mm-hmm. done. So, but I thought I can, like, appreciate, um, you know, that being well done. Like, I thought yeah. the Moon Knight was very well done. I thought that One uh, Division was very well done, even though I didn't. Like, you know, necessarily like it. I thought, I think that, like, you know, for the most part, these shows have been pretty well done. Just, um, you know, from a, like, you know, enjoyment aspect, not really there. So I would have to say, I'm going to say two. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with two as well. Um, if you guys are familiar with my tier list ranking, and if you are new around here listening to a review for the first time, go check out our Instagram at the Watch Daily Podcast. Um, we do tier list Tuesdays every t- all the time, and we're constantly updating our ball rankings. And, I have one division as like my tenth favorite MCU project. Um, I'm a big fan of one division. Yeah, or eleven. That's one of the two. Wow. I'm a really big fan of one division. Um, I think it's like a masterpiece of like film, like of storytelling and like filmmaking, and just where it fit inside of like the, being the first TV show and the amount, like the amount of buzz it created at the time. Like, I mean, people would talk for week long stints about what would happen next on one division, and it was. I'll never forget, like, being a like, freshman in college, like, I'd have people come to my room to watch it, and literally, like, we'd be buzzing after every episode, like, the internet would be buzzing, like, all the theory, like, it was a time to be alive, um, so I love WandaVision for that, and I have What If at number two, and I think What If, I really enjoyed it, but I'm gonna put Miss Marvel over it, probably not by a lot, but because, well, I do think there were some bad parts about Miss Marvel, and rushed parts of it. The good was really awesome, and I think they do a good job of storytelling by the end, really, like, tying us loose ends, having the family come together, um, and what if just doesn't have that capability, because it's very episodic, episodal, episodal, episodic, episodic, yeah, um, it's very, like, um, it's very, like, based on each episode, so, and not, like, a complete story, so that's why I'm gonna give Ms. Marvel the edge, so, I think a W, I think a W of a TV show, I think they really did a good job. Got a lot of intrigue. I can't really say like too many like negative things about it. I think it was, I think it was a win, and I don't think anyone expected it to be a win. I mean, 
instead you say Miss Marvel, and people are like, oh, Captain Marvel, like, this is awful, like, who even knows about Miss Marvel? Like, we want to see the X-Men, and we want to see, like, Deadpool show up, and no, that was a really good film. No, I think They're if, show. I think if you're a Marvel fan, you should, I mean, you basically, if you're an actual Marvel fan, you basically have to watch it, um, but I think that, like, I would recommend you watch it, like, you watch the show in general. Um, I would. Say, I don't know if there's like like any of the Marvel shows that have come out that I like would just watch in general. Like just like. Um, well, I think if they start adding like multiple seasons, like I think if Loki, um, comes out with a season two, I feel like I think it could be then like, hey, this Loki show is like really good. Um, I wouldn't agree with that, but it would be like, hey, this is really well. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's hard with the MCU. We're getting a little off topic here. It's hard with the MCU because I think the MCU has a lot of really, really good projects. So when I put things in, like, C-tier, I think they are very good movies. Like, I think I might have Ant-Man and the Wasp in C-tier. I love Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it is so funny. And, like, I, every time that film comes on, like, film comes on, I have a big smile across my face. But, like, the MCU has just had so many good projects that, like, I feel like it's easy to be, like, nah, bottom-tier MCU project, like, not that good. And it's, like, bottom-tier MCU project has well over 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of films can't say the same for them when they come out in theaters. No, I, I mean, I would also say, like, what's just different about the MCU is they're so reliant on, like, at this point, they're just so reliant on uh, having, all, like, prior knowledge about, like, you know, what's going on yeah. in, like, the, you know, in the MCU. You have to watch, like, you know, different movies, different TV shows, like, actually get, like, what's going on. And, like, you know, once you get what's going on, it's so cool. Like, I, like yeah. that's one of the, like, there's nothing really like it, like, this, like, you know, there, I don't think there is any, there's nothing like it from what I've um, been able to see, um, especially this, um, like, you know, currently going on, um, but I think it's so It's one of one. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think it's just so reliant on, you know, having prior knowledge that, you know, as a show, it's, like, a show itself, or maybe it's just, like, a movie itself, like, it would be somewhat difficult mm. to, like, be like, yeah, this was, like, a really good, like, you know, movie, like, you don't need to watch anything else to understand it. Like, you can watch, like, I feel like, honestly, Loki Thor was, like, basically good enough. Like, love, like I would say Love and Thunder kind of, like, you didn't need to have that much of an understanding about like, yeah. the MCU, like, to really understand what's going on. You clearly see that, like, you know, Jane and um, Thor, you know, love each other. You yeah. kind of would probably be able to piece together, okay, you don't need what's well, the worst. What's funny is they have Korg actually, like, tell the story I mean, of Thor and Jane a little bit, since it was, like, yeah, we don't really need to know what like happened because Korg's telling us in the beginning of the movie. Exactly. So um, I think that Miss Marvel, um, for the most part, can stand on its own. Um, you but, just need to know who Captain Marvel is. But even at that, like she's a superhero, cool. That's all I really need to know. Exactly. I mean, and you still kind of get that at the beginning of the show yeah. with the uh, YouTube video that Kamala makes. Yeah. She's like, you know, Miss Marvel comes in. She fights this guy named Thanos. She punches him. Bunch of times, and she's super cool. She wins the day, exactly. So, um, I, I think what we're speaking, you're speaking about like the entry point of the MCU. Like, it used to be like if you followed with the MCU when it was first being coming out, you got to end gaming, you're like good, and you didn't need to catch up on anything. But, like, shout out to my aunts that usually watch all the podcasts. Um, they're currently going through watching the MCU, and it's like that entry point for them is so hard because they have to watch 30 plus MCU projects <laughs> just to so just to get to where we are. Today. I think once yeah. you get to where we're at, it's pretty digestible because, like, okay, you're just watching a show every, like, once every month, you might be watching a show, you'll go sh- show up to a movie um, every couple months. Not too bad. 
like we got coming up, like She Hulk coming out in August. We have a couple of weeks. She Hulk will be out, and then a, a couple more months, and then we're gonna have I think we'll come to Forever is the next um, release, right? Like I November. But there's a release. <laughs> there's a release sometime in November, I think. So like a couple of months, and then another MCU. So like that's not really hard for me to like digest and like follow. But when you start talking about needing 30, 40 plus movies to like get into the MCU, mm-hmm. it really makes it hard. I mean, having Disney Plus for that is great. Disney Plus, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be awesome. Because um, almost all the MCU projects, minus um, some of the Spider-Mans and um, Hulk, are on there. So it's really like you can watch most of those projects there and catch up quickly. I learned this today. If you ever want to watch them at 1.5 times speed, there's a Chrome extension. Um, that you can speed it up because there's no faster playback speed on the Disney Plus like um, UI. Interesting. So, um, I didn't. I didn't know that. that interesting. Yeah. I, I I still would say like part of the issue also is um, the MCU is like so like uh, mainstream that you probably like like if unless you're like keeping up with like what's going on like as it comes yeah. out like the pay I feel like the payoff isn't like as like great because you okay. can, like you might understand like. You know, okay, there's going to be like Avengers Endgame, but you didn't have to, like, you weren't like in the theater or like knew, oh, yeah. shoot, Infinity War happened, and it's like, oh, wait, they just lost. Like, they've been building us up through like Sony News beforehand. So, like, I feel like it was, it's, it's difficult to, um, like, I feel like once you get to the point that, like, you know, we're at, like, you know, Raj Andres and Peter are at, and other people, you know, that we know are at where you like um, have caught up. You, you, you're watching everything as it comes out. Like the payoff is great because you're like, okay, you know how everything's like, you know, yeah. supposed to be playing out. Um, you can like piece together, come up with different theories, and it's like fun to do so. Um, but if you have to like, um, you know, grind it out and watch, which you've also probably heard, yeah, like um, spoiler. I guess spoilers technically for Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that's what's hard, right? Like we say we kind of always like joke about like what we want to spoil, what we don't want to spoil, but like it's hard. Like there's a lot of people haven't seen that stuff, and also like I feel like the MC could be something that like fifty projects down the line, people write reports about like, well, it really wasn't that good. It just like wrote people in because people watching Endgame for the first time, not in theaters, they're not going to understand like, what that sense. moment meant no, to so were, many people. Not at all. Um, like or just like. Especially like when the movie comes out, like um, and like if you did, like I didn't see Endgame uh, on the day it came out or the night it came out. So even I, I was there, like, but even trying to not get it spoiled yes. was something else. Like not going on social media, not having like one of your classmates just trying to spoil it just for the sake of having spoiled it. Like that was a like a thing within itself. So once you actually got to watch yeah. the movie and you got to see how everything tied in, you're like, wow. Thank you, Kevin Feige. Thank you, all like you know the actors and actresses that like you know and all the like the different like you know people that um, put effort in the MCU. You're like, wow, thank you. But um, like, I mean, I think it's going to be a while until you have like a, a movie that's going to be like on that same caliber, where mm-hmm. it, like ties everything together, kind of like ends a story. Um, but I mean, also you know, there's always going to be like the bias of like they'll be a POG, so mm-hmm. like Avengers. Yeah. It's like, it's not the OG Avengers yeah, movie, but it's, like, the OG, like, end to, like, M Avengers, like, to the Infinity Sagas. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, it's going to have, you know, preference uh, over, you know, most things that come out. Um, Infinity War 2 um, also will have, you know, that's also going to have preference. Um, yeah. So, yeah. We've gotten a little off topic here, but I think that's going to kind of conclude what we thought about Miss Marvel. Um, 
with like briefly, I think we're gonna just cover um, our thoughts on Moon Knight. We never really got to talking about it on this uh, channel, and like we talked about it like briefly inside certain podcast episodes. So I think we just kind of Jacob and I just want to like just throw out our thoughts on it. So if you don't care about that, like click off. Thanks for watching. Um, but if you are a little curious about what we thought about Moon Knight and where it fits in the MCU, like we'll go ahead. So I guess I will start. Moon Knight for me was really really frustrating because I did think I might have said this on a podcast. It was everything I, like, wanted it to be. Like, I, like, or everything, like, I would be interested in. Like, I, like, really dig, like, um, Greek mythology, like, Egyptian mythology. Like, I really think that stuff is cool. I don't really believe in it, but I think it's really cool. Um, I've read, like, the Kane Chronicles, like, Percy Jackson books. Like, that is right up my alley. So when you talk about, like, having, like, an Egyptian god series, um, I think that I, like, the concept of him having, like, a split identity, like, uh, being bipolar or whatever, um, super cool. I just feel like they tried too hard, and it really lost me. I feel like it started off really interesting, but, like, when you start off, you, like, don't even, you, when you start off the show, you're already left out with so much information, because, like, one of our personality knows it all. One of, like, Steven knows it all, but who's the other guys? Oh, Mark. Mark, uh, Mark knows it all. Steven doesn't know it all. They don't really take the time to explain the backstory, so I was kind of just, like, confused in episode one. And then I started to get a gist in episode two and three what's going on. And then, like, episode four, five, and six, they, like, I felt like they kept trying to, like, be like, nope, haha, he's not really an Egyptian god, he's just mentally ill. And I was like, okay, I could dig that twist. Like, that's really interesting. And then they were like, not just kidding, like, he's actually an Egyptian god. I was like, all right, you got me there, good one. And then they were like, nah, he's actually mentally ill. And I was like, okay, like, which one is it now? And they're like, actually, he's an Egyptian god. And I was like, I, I, I got over it really quickly. Like, I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I think some people would be like, well, you just didn't understand, like, um, like the psychology of what was going on in his head. And it's like, it's like, no, like, I do understand. They just tried to, like, trick me one too many times. Yeah, I was... Um... I remember I was watching the first episode. I didn't watch the first episode of my own. Um, I went over, um, I was watching with Raja and Peter, and um, I was... Um, Where was I? This was weird at Forbes, Greg, when we were watching this. Oh, wow. Was that, did it come out that long ago? I think so. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but um, we were watching it, and Peter was clowning me because I kept on asking like questions. like Because like, it just did none of it made sense. Yeah. And, like He's technically right. It's like, yeah, okay. Just have to watch the show because that's part of it. You don't, you might not, they're probably not going to tell you everything that's going to happen um, as soon as it happens, but it was just very, um, like, it was different. Um, it was, I thought, um, like, not necessarily bad different, but they just kept you, um, like, flashing in and out of, like, okay, was this a dream? Was this real? So, like, I was, like, you know, consider, like, you know, um, joking around, kind of. And calling it like inception because you're not like sure if like you know what they're experiencing is a dream or if it's reality or whatnot. Um, so I thought it was um, it wasn't like necessarily my cup of tea. I thought it was very well done. Um, I still have the song um, "A Man Without Love" stuck in my head because that <laughs> we listened to it on the in the car twice and with Target. Exactly. I mean, it's a good song. I like it. Um, I mean, I feel like most of the songs that Marvel's probably going to use, I'll probably just like because I've been hearing enough. Fire in the Sky from Shang-Chi is really good. It is. I actually I don't know what you, I don't know that song. I don't know oh, it's that. great. But I'll probably have to listen to that and I'll probably get that stuck in my head. But um, uh, 
the, like, but I thought that uh, towards the end, like, um, it was just like, it was okay. I thought that it was well done, but like, it's not something I would ever go back and make watch. Like, not like I would recommend, like, I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, you got to watch it. But I think, like, at least for me personally, aside from like the fact that I had to watch it as a Marvel fan, it's not like I was like, like sitting there like, okay, what are they going to do next with like in this episode? It's not like I was sitting there like I thought Mark, uh, as much as I might like clown on um, uh, one division. WandaVision was, like, you know, somewhat weird enough um, that, um, but also, like, had good cliffhangers where you, like, kind of, like, it left you more so wanting to know what was going to be happening. I thought that um, Moon Knight didn't necessarily do it as well as WandaVision did. Um, So I wasn't necessarily, like, I just wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, To me, what it comes down to is I feel like you, in every show, you root for the characters. And, like, that's why Civil War is such a gutting movie. It's because, like, like, no, I love both Tony Stark and Captain America, and they're, like, fighting. Like, that's, like, really what drives that movie. Like, you have these characters who are deeply invested in their fighting against each other. And I love WandaVision because I think they do such a good job with the characterization of, like, Vision and Wanda and, like, really the grief they're experiencing. And I think um, even, like, um, Monica Rambeau, um, she's, like, dealing with, like, the legacy of her mom and, like, trying to prove that to be right. And I think Miss Marvel like, has great characters we just talked about, like, and Bruno and all those people. I think they have great characterization. I only cared about one character in Moon Knight, and that was Steven. Yeah. And he was the main character. And honestly, I really don't even care about him that much. Like, I, I thought he was a funny character. Like, I love the Australian accent and everything. Like, it's just great. But otherwise, like, I never cared about... Um, I'm forgetting his name now. But um, I'm never forgetting about the villain. I don't care about the villain. I really don't care about Lila. Um, I don't know if the, his act... Like, the character's name is, but it's Ethan Hawke. Yeah, like, I don't care about whoever he portrays, I, the name is escaping me, it's very annoying, but there's not many characters I cared about. And I felt like I was invested in every single character of this Marvel, every single character of one division. Um, even, I don't even like the show that much, but I was very much invested in Falcon and Winter Soldier characters, like, trying to figure out, like, how they were, like, um, like Bucky was dealing with a lot, like, he was, like, we literally saw his, like, therapy sessions, then, like, um, Falcon, like, taking up the mantle of Captain America, like, big character, like, moments, and Moon Knight was, like, not character-driven at all. I think that was disappointing. So it was like an origin story, just like I didn't really like. Like it clearly was, but like I didn't care. Yeah, like at all. Um, and as we're talking about it, I'm like, I might end up dropping it down on my tier list. I might want to rewatch it again, but I'm like, I just don't know where the redeeming value in the show is. I have no like reason to. I, I there's nothing about it that makes me want to rewatch it. Like I thought, um, like again, I'll admit, like you know, when, um, some like you know, it's a good. A good job is done. So I thought Oscar Isaac did a good job playing main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ethan Hawke because um, there's a movie called Training Day that he was in, and I um, love that movie. Um, shout out to Training Day, um, <laughs> and um, and shout out to Denzel Washington because he's also a character in Training Day. Um, but <laughs> he's not a character in MCU. But shout out Denzel Washington. Exactly. Um, so, but like, I just there's nothing about the show that like at least for me, like, I would want to go back and watch again. If, if he's, like, you know, pops up in, like, a show, it'll be cool, because, like, I know, okay, that's, you know, Moon Knight. I know who that guy is. But, like, I don't feel like I would have needed to, like, watch every single other episode. I would just be like, okay, yeah, that's Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. He's going to be that guy. And, like, I'm done. Well, I didn't feel like the end of this Marvel were, like, sitting here, like, oh, my gosh, this changed everything, like, at the end, they have Khonshu, like, making deals with, like, the third personality. 
to like take over and still work as uh, his avatar. And I'm just like, so are we just gonna get Moon Knight season two where we're getting like flipped personalities each way? Like, I'm sure it'll be better because like I didn't think too too highly of Moon Knight, but like, like I don't know, just like doesn't really leave me much excited for like the future of that show, future of the MCU, where like I leave Mrs. Marvel like this is awesome, one division this is awesome, even Loki I'm like this is awesome. What if like I'm excited for season two to come up? And then I'm just like Moon Knight, I'm just kind of like, eh, like I'll watch it when it comes out, but like I hope it, I hope it is better. If it's not better, it's gonna be a really bad L. Yeah, I mean, um, if it's as if it's like as, um, if I'm not as uninterested in it as this uh, as I was this past time, uh, I'm not saying I would, but I mm. might even be inclined to just like watch the first episode, do maybe just like what like read like a re watch a recap video, yeah. and then just watch like the post credit scene for like you know the key if there's like a keyword like scene yeah. like in uh, Miss Marvel and like just watch that call it a day and be mm-hmm. like you know like, okay I kind of get what's yeah. going on I'm not that like, you know interested in because I don't even think like what's Moon Knight going to do in the MCU like you also gotta like if, like think about like a lot of the stuff like in, like in the grand scheme of things because like you know you got um you know on like a base like a lower level like you know villain you got like the Madam Hydra like all that's gonna like eventually pop up um and I think that's gonna be cool but I don't think um Moon Knight would be involved in that and then you got like you know going into space you got like yeah. all the different like threats out there where it's like okay you know that's like kind of an Avenger level threat right there like Madam Hydra's not an Avenger level threat but I like you know the team building that like you know the um you know the um uh like this, um, every every like every other show, like you know, she might just be popping up recruiting yep. people. I enjoyed that, but like, and then you have like the other side where it's like you know, eventual threat. But I don't see where Moon Knight's gonna fit in, and it's all it kind of also just like gets me back to like you know, in uh, Eternals, like where are the Eternals, like Eternals, like that should technically be an eventual threat, but like at the end of the day, like I don't know what's gonna be happening with that, and like. You know, maybe Peter's going to be streaming if he's listening to this podcast. Like, you know, they're not supposed to tell you everything that's going to be happening. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like to have, like, some form of idea so I can, like, speculate. But, like, there's, I don't know. Well, I thought for the God Butcher was going to actually end up tying into Moon Knight because, like, they are Egyptian gods. But no, Gore's just, like, downright dead now. So, yeah. like, now they're, like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, Gore was still going to be, like, alive at the end of Thor. Thunder and then be like, oh man, is he, like is Moon Knight gonna get involved because he's technically like an avatar of a god? But no, like that's not gonna be it. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess like that's kind of my like thoughts on um, Moon Knight. I mean, it's been a while since I've had really like reviewed uh, the show at all since like I last watched it. So like it's a little bit spotty. There's kind of just like the general impressions I have about it. Um, do we have any closing thoughts before we close out the pod? Um, I don't think so. Um, recommendations for everybody. Um. Watch the boys. Definitely watch the boys. Fantastic show. Uh, S tier show. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Marvel, but still an S tier show. S tier show. Shout out to Will for getting me on it. Um, you need to watch it. Yeah, get the episode downloaded. Yeah, Andres actually probably might watch it. Um, Raj just finished it. Um, I know. I don't know where Peter's at. I know Mira's watching it. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, that I've uh, told to watch the show. We're getting everyone on it. So. I guess with that, we're going to leave that there. Thanks for watching. I, we had fun, I think, doing our first in-person podcast like here. So like, let us know what you thought below about this kind of setup. Uh, comment like kind of what your thoughts were on this Marvel, Moon Knight, the future of the MCU, anything. And I guess with that, we'll see you next time on the Watch Deathly Podcast. See you later.